Yeah, let me do my goofy intro. Yeah, do your goofy intro. Let's see this. <laughs> All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Persian perspective, as I like to call it nowadays. <laughs> again and again and again. I hate that name, but hey, it helps with the SEO tremendously. So welcome, everybody. Now, today, I have a very special guest all the way from America. I knew due to the current climate, political heat weird it might be weird for a persian and an american to be speaking but now here we are and hopefully it'll be an interesting show so i hope so too thank you for having me oh anytime man uh so how's it going with you adam by the way do you want um, me to go by your name or you want me to give you yeah. a alias <laughs> no no that's um yeah, that's that's well, it's out of the it's out of the bag now, so it's gonna have to work. Yeah, for so. me, I'm also under an alias. For me, I'm I'm like, oh fuck. I'm... I understand that though. Yeah, <laughs> I got more at stake here. Yeah, given how things are uh, are back home, um, yeah, I I can definitely understand that. Yeah, pretty bad, man. So tell me, how's it going with since Joe Biden came around here in U.S. Has it you know. It, yeah, it's it's weird. You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest about how I fall po- politically. Um, I, I was kind of secretly hoping Trump would get elected. Um, I, yeah. I'm by no means I was no means a Trump supporter. I thought it would be a big joke. I thought it'd be great. Um, I was like, you know, it'll be it'll be like The Apprentice nonstop. Um, but and then he got elected. and I was like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. But actually, I thought, you know, what's actually going to happen is he's going to settle down and he's going to behave like any other normal president. Right. Uh, and then when he didn't, I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> what, what's about to happen? Um, so, yeah, it, it was a it was a, a shit show for like the longest, you know, for the entire term that he was president. Um, and when I would travel, that's all anybody wanted to ask me about, because, you know, I, I do a little bit of travel. I travel around Europe and some other places. And that's the first question anybody wants to talk about. Like, so how do you like Trump? And it's like, I, I don't like that clown. He doesn't represent me. Um, but I have to say that, you know, back to your question, how's it been since Trump left? It's been strangely silent. It's like, you don't even know we have a president. (laughs) Um, and and that's a good thing, but at the same time, it it feels weird. It's, it's almost like the calm before another storm because you know, that guy's not done yet. Uh, you know, like, like funny, you mentioned, like, it's been strangely silent. I felt the same, even though I'm like, I'm not an American. Uh, I was like, man, I'm used to seeing this guy. I was telling my friend, uh, we were talking about Trump. I said, I have thought about Trump every day since the day he got elected. Like this guy, one way or another was part of my everyday life. If I like it or not. And now that that he's gone, it's like, what? 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 Is it over? Where did he go? (laughs) It doesn't feel real, right? No, it doesn't feel real one bit. Uh, to the fact that you that guy managed to make an impact on any, my life to be like every day at least I would see him one way or another on the news some new weird shit that he said or some interesting shit that he did it was odd and now he's gone and I'm like what what what's gonna be happening and then Biden is like very quiet he is he is extremely quiet he is moving things are getting done here I mean um, they're claiming to to make progress with vaccines and the fight against COVID. Um, 
even to the point of starting to export the vaccine, but um, that's a whole other topic right there. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's strange and it's embarrassing too. Um, As an American, it's embarrassing that other people know so much. It's like having your dirty laundry out in everyone else's face. Yeah. Um, It's extremely embarrassing for a lot of us. So I'm happy to have the quiet for a change. Yeah, um, but the thing is, is like, I don't know what the, the Trump night just opened up his blog the fact that like look here's the thing as an iranian i quite love the the that he put you guys on a spotlight for for a change mm-hmm. i was like ah oh, take it how how you like them apples it <laughs> 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 was like oh like look we're not the only ones who have idiots around we're not the only ones that have all this kind of shit going on for us this is like it you will find one guy who manages to change the system so much that uh, do you know Jordan Peterson? I, I do know Jordan Peterson. Yeah, he mentioned something. He said, "I guarantee you, there was there's many people, and actually, I don't think he even needs to tell it by guarantee. I I know human being by a fact would do that. That they went to vote for Hillary, and at the last second, they had this feeling like, oh, the the hell with a Trump." <laughs> Just because he was such an enigma of like, I feel like he's going to change things up a little bit. Oh, he definitely changed things. Absolutely. But I mean, and not, well, I, I, I was hoping, and this last election didn't prove what I was hoping to be true and that he would serve as a catalyzing force, right? That maybe we would elect such a ridiculous candidate to office and that it would become you know, such a big thing that people would wake up and say, hey, is this really where we are? And do we need to come back and have a, a more you know, balanced discussion? But what you saw in the elections was that people were still completely polarized right down the middle. Um, and, and he did nothing to, you know, to ease those he in fact he polarized people even further he talked he was talking about that our vote had been sabotaged that you know the election results weren't to be counted and or weren't weren't being counted correctly and the people need to rise up and revolt and it's it's madness and and all of this in the midst of a pandemic when people are already pretty on edge so yeah it was a it's a nice relief not to hear his voice anymore yeah it is a nice relief but yeah everybody thought like if that guy might like shift the balance of the power slightly or because like your system is not perfect by any stretch of no. the imagination we think it is but don't tell us that yeah right? <laughs> we, we we have to export democracy right yeah. to everybody including the people that don't want it and don't care yeah. for it and can yeah. see the flaws in it and of course our capitalism. <laughs> mm-hmm. we've got it figured out we'll show everyone how to do it right we're gonna yeah. police the world I started doing stand-up comedy and I said, uh, uh, it's a, honestly a real, it's a real dream. And I said, uh, America, I'd rather a Nazi attack Iran than an American. Cause I did got into a conversation with an American who was like, so the problem was that like, he wasn't like it, like you, he was, he had a bit of an arrogance to him. Like he had, a, I bet like he's bedsheet this American flag. And he was like, you know, it's oh. going to be very good that we'll, we'll help you guys topple the Ayatollahs. And then like, he really expected me to be like, yeah, dude, totally. And I he said, doesn't like, remember I, the Shah, right? Yeah. He wanted to do that. He's like, we're going to bring back the Shah, the crown prince of Iran. It's going to be great. That like that piece of shit is any good. And, he didn't get the memo. He, he's dead. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, we bring back his retarded son. 
And he said, and I said, like, dude, I'd rather a Nazi destroy Iran than an American. He said, why? He said, because you guys are Nazis with better publicists, but the Nazis themselves are more honest. They mm-hmm. have the skulls and everything. Their their national anthem is like, we will fuck you up. <laughs> but you guys are gonna come with doves and shit and be like, you're welcome. <laughs> no, no, we're exporting democracy and freedom and capitalism. Of course, that's what we're doing. No, I. Ah. I, I I totally feel you. I love that. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And he and he got upset. He called me a sand nigger. Uh, wow. Yeah. And I got more upset. I was like, can you just be a little bit more original and give me a title that actually belongs to us? <laughs> well, I mean, um, I do believe the term Aryan did come from Iran. So okay. there you go. You know, yeah. we were you used to be pretty close with the Germans. So. <laughs> Such an angry language. I, I hope I hope you don't have a lot of. German people that'll get offended, but you know, it's a very angry language just listening to it. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, again, it's a language of lovely people. done. <laughs> yes. Move forward and kill everything that's not you. <laughs> I have yet to go to Germany yet. I would love to visit. My friend, my best friend is in Germany right now, and uh, he's Syrian and another refugee. He's, uh, he went there by the sweat of his what do you call it? sweat of his brow whatever the, yep. the and really worked hard for it but yeah it's um it's interesting with the the climate over there currently and it's just like the race there's there's still racism there's there are refugees yeah everything but there's still like that essence in the air like they try to hold back it's like you're talking to a white person who's like, it's like somebody calls you the N word without calling you the N word. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they, like call- they, they use uh, different types of language uh, to, to dance around it, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like I, I can call you apples and oranges, but like in reality, I'm still like having that racial bias towards you. So, you know, I'm, and I know what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, you know who. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> So yeah, I would love to go to Germany as well. It's the fucking COVID allows me. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm interested about this this guy that you were having the conversation. The True Blood, Ooh, America, fuck yeah, yeah. Um, like you know, like did he travel? Is he seen the world? I mean, has he been outside of his box? Because I think that's one of a lot of Americans. We're really stuck. We don't get out much. I mean, you you go to most other countries and people get out. They learn about other cultures. They travel, right? You yourself are traveling right now. I mean, you're you're not home. Right. So, like, what's this guy's story? That guy, I didn't. The the thing was that he had the arrogance of the the thing is in Asia, white people are quite worshipped. It's and I'm not like trying to not water down or be insulting to the Asian Asian people, but like recently it has kind of changed, but it's still there. It's still very much there uh the problem is that like uh so their worship they're kind of given a lot of leeways um i know a white dude with a diploma from italy who just uh came here and the manager of a very very successful mall here uh just gave him the managerial level uh, position to manage this section of the groceries and everything in the not 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 the grocery grocery he's like like a district a manager yeah this is a very posh mall and i was like why did he how did you get it he said i'm i'm white 
like I said, do you, are you qualified? Did you test for it? He's like, no, he just liked me. He just gave it to me. So a lot of uh, people who also come here to work are come here because that there's a certain like, oh, hello, white man, come here and do the thing. So there is that, it gets into their head though. The problem is that they, it gets into their head and it causes a lot of bad shit stuff to happen. They do a lot of crazy stuff. It says like the, they they suffer from the left and right neck syndrome, which is like they're all like lovey dovey, but then they just do the <laughs> just that they do the look to the left, look to the right. That's to say something racist to you. Gotcha. Oh yeah. Oh oh, I know what you're saying now. I'm, yeah. I'm tracking. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I love this country. The people are so great. Then then it's like, okay, like, let me tell you about the people here, man. They're so lazy. They don't do anything. And I was like, motherfucker, you're you you were you were working in Seven Eleven in your country. You managed to land a job here. Just admit that you're a nothing. You just got something here and be grateful for it. I'll die to be in your yep. position. Can I yep, have your absolutely. skin? absolutely (laughs) so his shtick was that he came from a very arrogant um place and uh when you say like americans don't get out of their bubble it's very very true uh and i can't blame him you guys live in a entire continent you do you guys have an you guys is a too great of a big of a country to it's gonna you're gonna have to spend your whole lifetime seeing different st- things in it i mean even the maps themselves i mean like america's blown out to be a lot bigger than it actually is i mean but we, we don't have nearly the the culture the history that you know other places in the world have where people ask me that haven't come they're like you know what's america like and i was like it's mcdonald's and mini malls that's yeah. really what it is. It's, you know, it's cookie cutter stuff. There is no real culture or history. Um, you know, we're, we just got born basically a couple hundred years ago. So we don't even know who we are. And a lot of the people that live here haven't done anything. They, they won't go outside of their bubble. And even when we do, we, we're very, we're by and large, I'm not labeling all Americans, but a lot of us are very arrogant. Yeah. We'll go to another country and expect somebody else to speak our language. And exactly. When, which is really insulting. You know, it, it, yeah. we get insulted too when somebody does that to us. If somebody comes in our country, doesn't speak English. It's like, go back to where we came from, speak English. Yeah, right? exactly. It, that that's the kind of the way they all uh, so like I, for example like like even even a good friend of mine i said to him merry christmas dude okay for him he's an he's an american and he was like man i'm speechless like is it do you say merry christmas to the other religions as well uh, is it all right and i was like bitch i don't give a fuck <laughs> I was like, i'm like i'm like I, I can't blame him because he legitimately had zero clue what the my culture or other people's culture are he just came out of the bubble and i just said merry christmas because it was christmas my yep. mind was that hey happy new year to you for him it was like such a big deal like i, I didn't know you would do that i was like i'm, I'm not I'm, saying that i do i just i'm, <laughs> I'm just uh want to wish you a good year my friend that's it like I don't give a, how about you just say the same back to me and move on with your life yeah happy holidays if you're not sure right yeah, happy holidays if you're not sure uh so that american dude also here he get to say the things he liked to say i didn't mind that he didn't get into a quite a bit of a beef i mean i did got kicked out of the club because i told him to go fuck himself but <laughs> good for you yeah screw that guy <laughs> yeah, screw that guy but yeah it's a 
it's like when they're here, they kind of get a little bit, their ego is boosted by times 10 because there's a lot of leeway given to them. And they feel like, oh, I know, I know. They like put their hand on the shoulder of other people and be like, you you don't understand, but I understand. Yeah. So it's pretty fucked up, but uh, it's kind of shifting a little bit. Like there was a, like talking about the arrogance is like, there were, prior to COVID, there were a lot of backpackers, European backpackers who will come here and beg. Really? Yeah. Become beggars to play, pay for their trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a shitty thing, but, under, but understandably, they made a lot of money doing that. It's like the guy would have a guitar, play a very bad version of Beale's song, and people would be like, oh, white man, here's money. While the other race was the Indian guy was like two blocks away begging for money won't getting wasn't getting shit yep and uh, it was such an outrage that the government here was like if I we have another beggar here it was like get the fuck out right now we'll, we'll no more white no more white people busking yeah that's it no more busking from white people <laughs> exactly <laughs> but you, but you would probably rather see him busking than just getting handed the keys to the uh the mini mall, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's very, very fucking true. Yeah, so that's it. How are you doing, by the way, now in the whole situation? And uh, it's it's been really strange in, in, in my field of work. Like I, I work in IT. And yeah. so um, I've been able to be remote this entire year. Um, mm. And I, I absolutely hate it because I'm a people person. I like to talk to people. And yeah. But uh, I'm fortunate. I'm blessed. I'm not, not crapping on that. I'm not shitting on that. Because um, there's a lot of people that, you know, over here, blue collar type jobs that are out of work. Um, so it's it's been an interesting year. And it's uh, given me some perspective on things about what matters. So I've quit my, well, I haven't quit my job, but I'm leaving my job. And um, I'm moving someplace I want to be. And the politics here are getting a little bit weird, too, um, in terms of just, you know, uh, vaccination passports and you know, it's, yeah. it's strange. Yeah. Where, which state are you at right now? I'm currently in Illinois. So oh. Chicago area. Oh, okay. But you know, it's, it's a fine place. Lots of people like it. I'm going to move South closer to the beach, um, in two months. And, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been weird. Um, this this whole year like it went from zero to like a hundred in no time at all like i'll like you know there was business as normal and all of a sudden everything shut down and, and it's been that way ever since march of last year yeah. um they're talking about coming back and maybe the next month but I, i'm skeptical I, I think that this stuff probably isn't over we'll see variants we'll see some new version um but you know hmm. it's I, I i don't know it's uh it, it's I was there for 9-11. Um, in fact, speaking of, of idiot Americans, I was one of those, well, I probably still am, but I was more of an idiot American back in 2001 when 9-11 happened. Yeah. Um, that was the catalyzing force that made me join the military. Um, was, oh my God, you know, some some of those dirty people from the Middle East came over and attacked us and we got to, you know, bleed for our country and show them who's the boss, right? Mm. You know, I, I ate that stuff up. You were in New I, York? Uh, I wasn't in New York. I was oh. actually in Texas, which is even more, you know, <laughs> conservative. You know, it's, you know, big hats and big guns type of state. Yeah. Totally as far right as you can go conservative. Um, and, and that stuff happened. And, you know, I strapped on my red, white and blue and I joined up and it, it was it was 
an interesting experience because being a linguist, I got to interact with other cultures. I got taught, you know, my Persian teachers, they didn't just teach us the language. They taught us the culture. Um, and it was cool. We were supposed to learn how to read, write, and speak in the space of like 10 months. And, um, Mr. Nafisi, I was his favorite person in the tournament. He hated me, or at least I thought he did. Mm. Like he'd always, and, and when, that's why I identify with your name. In class, my name was Ardavan. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he would tell me, like, you know, when I'd be in class, he's like, Ardavan, inshallah, you pass. And I'm like, oh, thanks. So like, that's a tremendous vote of confidence. I really appreciate that. And we had these long hours and we're studying. And, um, you know, he would chuck pins at me. Like if I kind of dozed off for a second, like, you know, like the markers. Yeah. Uh, one, one time he took a shoe off and whacked me upside the head with it. Um, <laughs> so we, we, That's we a got, very Persian thing to do. <laughs> so we, we got a little bit, I, I know it's not the full Persian experience, but I got a little bit of a taste of it. And, um, you know, just learning about, you know, the food and the culture and why people think what they do. And it kind of opened your eyes about the world and as you see it and how you choose to consume it. You know, there's this thing called confirmation bias that you listen to the things you want to listen to and the things that are hard for you to hear, you kind of tune them out. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and after some of those classes and then eventually going to the middle East started kind of giving me the, it's like, Oh, wow, the world's not how I pictured it. It's not, you know, bad people and good people. It's not that Americans are good. In fact, Americans are doing a lot of crappy stuff and we're learning about the history of how Iran got to be where it is. And then later Afghanistan and what happened, you know, back in the seventies and the Russians and all this other stuff. It's like, wow, the U S has its finger in everyone else's face. And usually a lot of the problems that started are when the U S got involved or at yeah. least in some, you know, back doorway. Um, it was, it was an eye-opening experience. I would never advocate anybody joining the military. I mean, don't ever be somebody's puppet, but it, it was good to get outside of my own bubble and to learn the world's a lot bigger, that mm. there's good people all over the place and that there's extremism all over the place. There's a lot of extremism right here in the States. Now everybody's yeah. seen it. Um, yeah. So that, that was a long rant, but no, no, that, no, it's, all right. yeah. it's interesting. How, uh, how many languages do you speak by the way? Um, I speak Persian, Farsi and Pashto, and I was going for a, a Dari dialect course, but you know, oh, I was so done with the military the at the time. Pakistan, like North Pakistan, Afghanistan, and the uh, Persia, like area covered up. Yeah, uh, I got all the tribal central... languages. Yeah, the the um, Waziristan specifically is. Uh, it's interesting. I, you know, I thought my Pashto was terrible, and um, then come to find out that even Pashtuns don't understand Pashtuns um, if you go far <laughs> enough. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it, it's it's uh yeah it's uh, it's two. Um, I'm no longer proficient at any of them, but what, what I like about it though, is getting to see somebody else's culture, getting to walk in somebody else's shoes. When I was in Afghanistan, you know, I had people that had so little money that they were trying to give me their food and it would have been rude of me to say no. So you had the food, but it it opens your eyes to kind of like, what are the repercussions of these actions? America's going around, you know, feeling all great about themselves and they shouldn't be. We've got some serious accountability issues that need to be addressed specifically with our politicians. Um, And I think there's a lot of people that don't know this. I think there's others that are kind of half awake. I hope I'm in that group, but um, just a long, long way of saying that I don't think all Americans are like that. I think there's at least a subset that are kind of half awake, but uh, we we still have a long way to go. And 
it feels bad that our problems become other people's problems. Like you, you knowing about what my president is doing is embarrassing for me. He, what your parent, what your president is doing is embarrassing for you. Yeah. Like that you, that my president is a factor in your life when you're a world yeah. away. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, we wanted to vote yeah. for you guys. <laughs> Yeah, right. People were like, oh, let me go there and vote. These guys are going to be fucking everything up. And we and did, they did. Like, what the damn... Like, here's the thing I'll let you know, but like, I think the damage that Trump did to the American policy and whatever the position of America is at the moment will be shown in the next... Not now, eight years, like, not 2024 and 2028 that's when it's really going to shine what he built at this, the four year time that he had. And I'm talking that I'm not talking out of my ass here. I'm talking out of experience, like with, um, the Ahmadinejad, the president that we had Mm -hmm. now he did an, he had an eight year run. Okay. And the amount that he did damage to the country during those eight years was enough to send country a thousand years back. Yep. Um, but the real pro- repercussions of his actions were felt now that you go like, oh, fuck, this is not recoverable. We're done. This is this is it. So that's like that's how I feel like about Trump, because Ahmadinejad was every day on the news. We've had him every day in our heads one way or another. He just didn't have the Twitter. But he yep. was on the news. BBC, he loved to be on BBC. He loved to be on CNN. He loved that. And Trump had the same, but he had the Twitter as well. So, and each one he of his tweets Twitter. was like, God. It's like, it's like, one time he wrote, I was like, dude, somebody stop him. Like, one time he was like, he just wrote one tweet, China. And, and then another one, the, what was it? The one, the, Quafefe, that everybody were like on his shit. It was like he was constantly setting the bar lower and lower and lower, or like, or maybe higher. I guess is the you know the new Trump bar to like yeah. how more over the top can I get? It was almost like a caricature. He was playing some type of role to see if he could outdo himself every day. It was it's insane. Yeah, and I I wasn't even thinking about Ahmadinejad when you know yeah. and yeah yeah that's uh, very similar you, you, to each other. Right? Incredibly incredible egos. Uh, love the publicity, love to be seen, love to be taken. Be t- they love their pictures being taken with somebody else, mm-hmm. with another president, with another whatever. So that that was it. Like this guy, like just wrote letters to North Korea, like wrote a, 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 went to take a picture with them over the border, wrote a gangster letter to Turkey's Erdogan. Don't be a fool. I'll call you later. I was like, <laughs> like this motherfucker. He's representing, bro. It's <laughs> uh, like gangster shit. Uh, so he had that going for him, which was admirable. And uh, and I also think that part, and I truly believe, the Vogue culture in U.S. helped him being become elect. Yep. Uh, the Stephen Colbert, the John Oliver, the who is the these late night hosts, that, other late night hosts that you have that are like supposed to be the intellectuals that yes. are like get the viewerships. They, 
I watched them and I was like, I hope they know how much they're helping them because they making the people who gonna vote feel like an idiot. Mm -hmm. Because they, especially like Colbert is a prime example. He is, I don't like him as a late night host. I, 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 never, I really just don't, he's not funny at all. Like he's, it's all about him really and yeah. what he can show off. But that for me, like, even I'm not an American, I'm thinking like, if I watch him every night dictating to me, like, you don't get it. This is what Trump is. I get it. Mm -hmm. I'm the smart guy here. And I'll be like, well, fuck you. I'm going to go vote for him. <laughs> exactly. They, were, uh, they really helped out with that guy becoming the president and, well, everything that he did technically. <laughs> so. See, I, I was not... I'm not familiar. So you're saying Colbert had something to do with Ahmadinejad or, or? No, no, with Trump. Sorry. Oh, with Trump. Gotcha. Yeah. No, Ahmadinejad was the, the I don't think Colbert was around with Ahmadinejad. Because, <laughs> yeah, uh, I was. was no, no. Uh, when Colbert's campaign and other late night hosts like John Oliver, who like had this talks, I think the way they treated the public with the information they were giving the, yeah. and the way they were getting like, look, I am the intellectual one here. And I'm dictating to you what you should believe or not. For me, it was like, ah, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't gonna, that's not gonna rob people the right way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if um, I don't know if I agree that they, that they were would be so much of a driving force to to pushing people because if you don't like the way they speak, you're automatically gonna tune out because we don't have we don't have honest reporting anymore. Like we used to have, um, you know, you got your news and you didn't get the opinions loaded in. It was like, you know, here's X, Y, and Z, here's mm -hmm. what happened. But that's not what we have anymore. Now we have, um, and there was a, a film back in the seventies that talked about this. It's underrated, probably ne never seen a film called Network, which had mm -hmm. these kind of, it was talking about the transition of the media from reporting news to just reporting entertainment and reporting mm -hmm. opinion. And so that's what we have now. So we have pretty much you fall on two sides. You're either on like, you know, far left, far right, and you're getting it from CNN or Fox and either one yeah. it's, you know, it's basically one flavor or the other, but it's slanted. It's an opinion. Here's what you should believe. Here's what you should think. Um, and, and so all of us are falling on one of those sides or some of us are trying to ride the middle and learn from both, but, um, but it, it's, it's played into this whole cultural, you know, like, a uh, confirmation bias, right. Mm -hmm. Where like, I, I want to listen to what I, I want to believe that there's a bunch of evil people out there that they can be classified and they come from one country or a group mm -hmm. of countries, probably the middle East. Right. Yeah. And they're the boogeymen and we have to keep them out or they're the Mexicans trying to get across the border. Yeah. Um, or maybe you believe that everybody's good and great and social medicine for everybody and everything's fantastic, but there's, there is no more true honest reporting anymore. So mm. we're left to our own devices or, or to get our sources like YouTube or other places. Yeah. Listen which, to Joe Rogan and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan. Right. Yeah. Like I get my news from him. I'm like, all right. Like, because like, he, like oh, the, one of the points I was, was trying to make regarding that is like, the news is never about the news anymore. It's about what Colbert thinks of the news. Anderson exactly. Cooper, for example, you're not, I'm not listening to him giving me the news. I'm listening to him showing off. That mm -hmm. is like, I'm the Mr. Know it all. And I, and the news is about me, Anderson Cooper taking on Trump. It's yes. That's not what uh, journalism is supposed to be about. Journalism is about you on the ground. You give 
the best you can, the most neutral thing you can find, the, the, like the facts and you hand it to somebody else. I don't need your filter on your thoughts into this. I just need to know what happened. Yeah, all the speculation too. Like as soon as a news story starts breaking, you'll get hours and hours of commentary and speculation. Well, this could be a terrorist attack, but we have no confirmation that it is a terrorist attack, but it could be, and it probably could be, you know, Assad attacking his own civilians, blah, blah, blah. This, all the speculation gets floated now. I, I, I totally agree with that. That um, and, and at the end of the day, where does that news come from? It comes from, you know, your, the people that control the news companies and yeah. they want to keep people divided and not focused on where the real issues are which is in our politics in our laws um yeah look at watch watch for the boogeyman but don't look at who's actually pulling the strings exactly there you go mm -hmm. fucking yeah. hell man <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, what do you think is going to happen in the coming years man because like right now i, I don't know if you're going to go to a war like i don't i'm not sure if iran and us is ever going to be in on a head-on collision I don't think none, neither one can afford it. They're building up the same phony case they did, though, against Iraq, right? You know, the, the weapons of mass destruction, at least with Iraq, you, you have a country that's actually done some offensive action in, in the past century, um, right? So, yeah. I mean, at least there's, there's something to build up a case there. But if you if you look at a map, and I, I think a lot of Americans might even struggle just to find Iran on a map, but, you know, look, look at Iran and every single country that's around it has in some way or another been affected or been directly influenced by U.S. either through politics or direct military action it, it's not un, it's not unthinkable and it's it's probably even you know uh what's the word i'm looking for it's sound to think that something's going to happen or that they're going to trump up some kind of stupid that's not a pun um they, yeah. they're going to come up with some charges or some type of phony accusation that they need to intervene on some military course um you know how dare the iranian people have any kind of say over their own government or their own policies or control of their own oil um we, we saw that back with the shah and uh I, the u.s probably won't be happy until they have something similar again no they don't but now the problem is that like the china and russia pretty much took over yep. and they're not happy about that either and nope. <laughs> yeah it's like a piece of a pie everybody was like well why don't i why why, why can't i get some of that pie um yeah it sucks man it really it 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 really really sucks because especially with the china and russia is like they're not giving anything to iran if you notice they're not no. they're they just they're they're consuming kind of giving things when they need to like when it serves them but exactly. that's it it's like never it's like like are they going to support Iran with the military force, like military supplies? Not really. Uh, they were supposed to, like, I mean, Russia, like, for, for example, was like supposed to give like S-300 missiles to Iran. They pushed that away for like months on end. They didn't like years on end until like they were kind of forced into giving those to Iran. Turns out they give the codes to Israelis. Uh, <laughs> China, they one time they, I think I remember this was like they sold uh, submarines to Iran, military submarines that didn't work in the Persian Gulf because the, the Russia is a cold climate, so the submarines were meant for cold waters. And the second they entered the heavily salted waters of the Persian Gulf with the temperature of 2000, they were, the submarines were like, fuck this. <laughs> it's, you know. 
it's a, it's a very one-sided relationship to see what benefits them. Uh, we have an election coming up, so that's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't. Think I haven't. I haven't caught up on the news with that yet in a while. I haven't heard listened to radio for Don forever, but like you know, we're. Uh, my dinner show is running again. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> wow. Last year he got. Last time he actually tried to run again, but they. Uh, they. What do you call? They. Uh, they said he's not qualified. So they avoided him to even become a candidate. But this time he did run and he managed to sign up. So I assume he might be still somewhat in, involved. I am, I'm not sure. It's a wow. it's a shit show, man. It's a fucking shit show. <laughs> so I'm done so with you, it. So what, I mean, you've got to feel on some level that you want to go home, right? At some point. And, I mean, yeah. sure, do you have family, friends? I mean. Yeah, I have family and friends there. But the thing is like, well, what, what is your question exactly? uh how do you want it to play out like what would be your ideal scenario i don't know the like brother the thing is is like the i just want people are in lines to buy chickens you see people are now queuing up to buy chicken government chicken yeah okay I don't want that. Like my friends are suffering around really the, they don't have the money to buy a chicken. Like the, the it's that expensive now. I want the sanctions to be lifted. I just want to be able to get by everybody to live because Iran is not a poor country. No. But the san- sanctions has literally break the back of the people. The government is doing fine. The people are fucked literally fuck like my friend was telling me he's like a kg of this was like five years ago my friend told me and now it's maybe five times the price four times the price you know tuman right the, our currency yeah. real and tuman the uh, i don't know I mean, tuman I... yeah it, it, uh, it's a bit of a weird thing so it's like yeah it's the same of uh, it's, it's our cur- part of our currency and uh, it's like one thousand tuman used to equal to one us dollar Okay. And my friend said a kg of cheese, one kg of cheese I wanted to buy because we have a lot of the variety of cheeses and like our favorite breakfast is always mm-hmm. bread and bread and cheese with with sweet tea. And he said one kg of cheese I had to buy for 30,000 two months. 30,000. So what is that? Uh that's that's like what three that would be 30 USD, but that was five years ago. So, but I'm talking about one kg of cheese used to be 900, a thousand to one. That's it. Like very, it was cheap. It was cheap to get. So it has been, it has been like times three times three times 30. It's bad. And that's just the cheese. And there was a chef who recently, who's, who has migrated to Canada, I think. He said, I'm getting letters from Iran telling us, asking me to what recipes we can cook with chicken bone. Jesus. So all my ideal scenario is only that, like, just let things go to let, let people do the work that they want to do. People learn, nobody loves conflict. Okay. 
Some I people know, do, but not, none some of people us. Do, yeah. Nobody <laughs> wants to be in a very, yeah, Americans do. <laughs> how many wars you guys are in? Jesus. But it's like nobody really wants to be in a situation that is like constantly in a battle or like in a protest. I just hope that it will be enough for people to get by, get the medicines that they need. My friend used like I have another friend who's a teacher and he's like near 60 years old now and he's he's supposed to be retired. Yeah. He can retire because he can't afford to retire. And he works like God God knows like um he like considering the traffic bad bad the traffic is in Tehran is like he's at least on the road 4 hours a day working another 8 hours, 7 hours. And he says, like, when I come back home, I'm like a dead meat on the on the bed. I just hope that it will be peaceful enough. I don't. Ho- I hope there's there won't be any war. Whoever whoever comes about around to be able to clean it up, but I doubt it will happen. That's it. Like I don't have any. Like if, I don't have high hopes. I don't have a, illusions of grandeur. Like let's bring back the, let's bring back the shot for what? He's a, 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 like <laughs> like let's bring back the like the, the, the like I hate his son. The, he has a he has the, his crown prince. The mm-hmm. Reza Pahlavi is like, mm-hmm. and I see like people are all like, oh my god, if he comes back, it's good for what? He's a, he's a lunatic. He's a retard. He's he hasn't worked a day of his life. Oh yeah, let's bring him up. That's gonna be that's gonna fix all our problems. <laughs> I just hope that the regime and everything like kind of mellow out a little bit and allow the people to work. And I just hope the corruption goes away because the cor- you're thinking about corruption. It, last week there was report thirty thousand tons of stainless steel was missing. Iranian produced steel was missing. Thirty thousand tons. Like, where did it go? He put it in a different part. It's fine. Like, yeah. no, we'll find it. It's either China got it, or Russia got it, or somebody just sold it in the black market. But it's like, I just hope that the corruption goes away. People be able to travel. Like, I, I, I won't just want to have easier visa process. Yes. I want to just want to like. I don't want even want like. Fuck it. I don't want to immigrate. But the thing is, is like. Um, what, what was it? The uh, my uh, talking about Germany. Uh, a friend of mine is a recruiter in Germany, and he's not he's not Iranian. He's a headhunter basically, and he said like the Iranian application is just closed before they even open. Like we have when we have somebody applying for a job, we close it before it opens. I said, what? What do you mean? It was like. Even if you're qualified, the company is not doesn't want to go through the process with any trying to check in an Iranian. Yep. Because of the high risk, like there was a recruiter, a recruiter actually told me because I'm trying to like I'm really trying to land a job, man. I'm really trying to get my life somewhere. I cannot land it here, like that's for sure. And Southeast Asia is not does not have enough uh, things for immigration options available for immigration. And the recruiter was uh, said like, you guys are high risk country with the German authority. Country. Because of a bunch of rhetoric, but no actual, well, 
I mean, you know, there's all those trumped up charges about, you know, cuds and, you know, supporting Hamas and all this other crap. But, but you know, a country that has not had any overt military action outside of its own borders and like, you know, what is it like? Shit, since uh, it's got to be before, like, it's, it's at least 100 years, if not more, right? Yeah, we haven't had any real war for the past 100 years. More than 100 years, actually. It's got to be like two, the, like 1700s. Yeah, three, four, like since the Qajar dynasty prior to the Pahlavi dynasty, we were basically a British, we weren't colonized by the British, but we were part of the British territory. Like yeah. everything we owned was for the Brits. We never Same. really had like, we had things taken away. Pakistan was part of our territory. Afghanistan was a part of our territory. Turkmenistan, Azerbaijan, uh, yep. half of the Caspian Sea was part of us. But uh, now it's, we're doing our shit too. I'm not talking, I'm not, don't, we're not saints. Okay. Well, I, I'm not saying that around, I think there's definitely some rhetoric going on there and death to Israel shit, but um, yeah, <laughs> but there's a difference between talk and action and, you know, there's, you know, covert military support, but uh, what country could, uh, Every could say that they're not doing that? that. Yeah. Every country is doing that. Um, what was it? The, uh, ISIS fighters were getting supplies from Americans and like it got like what's it called the they got they got caught on video a few times that the supplies landed like in the hands of ISIS like not once but twice but three times like they were parachuted in oh don't even like, get me started on that man this is like I... made in USA uh, the grenade launchers <laughs> <laughs> they had like hummers and they, they got shit I haven't even Americans don't have themselves they've got <laughs> Amazon delivery straight to their door and we're like we yeah. don't know what's going on <laughs> now, this is this is not a new thing like if you go back and look at history about how all these different you know insurgent or extremist groups pop up and where they actually came from it goes way back man like what <laughs> I, I can't talk too much about what I used to do, but like, you know, when I started, I, I worked in military intelligence and, you know, part of our job was to roll up, find extremists, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, so you start getting interested in these topics. You're like, yeah. oh, where did, you know, where did the Taliban come from? You know, what, what the hell is that? And who were the Mujahideen? And who is Charlie Wilson and Zygmunt Brzezinski? And yeah. all of these questions start coming back. It's like, oh, wait a minute. These were our guys. We spun them up. We trained them. We gave them you know, supplies and training and, and, you know, arms. Um, and the same thing keeps repeating itself when you talk about what happened back with Assad in Syria and talking about, uh, you know, that he was gassing his own people. Oh, whoops. That was the, uh, that was the resistance. That was the rebel fighters that actually happened to be us trained backed. And yeah, we yeah. have this, we have this historical pattern uh, of creating a boogeyman or actually exploiting people yeah um you know and training them and teaching them and all of a sudden when it's convenient for us we flip on them um yeah same thing when i was in the middle east like i worked with a bunch of local guys that were really good guys they they were just like normal everyday guys and we would try to swap stories like what's your life like what's my life like and you know like what's america like what's you know what's it like living here and and just good people i mean and, and they're getting rolled under this war machinery which is built to extort resources, power, and control out of all the rest of us who are either willfully ignorant or just, you know, we choose to believe what we want to believe, that whole confirmation bias, like, America's great. Is it really? Yeah. Look, at what our, look at what we're doing. And these other countries, same thing. I mean, America's not the only nasty one. We just happen to be the one that flexes the most. So it's uh, – and, uh, and 
I'm concerned for Iran, like, you know, it, being in the middle of, of everything. Cause like, I learned a lot about the country. I wanted to go there. Right. You know, yeah. that was, it was, it was, it's always been kind of a dream of mine to, to go there and, and the way it looks is that's not going to be anytime soon. Um, and not until people wake up till people start paying attention. Um, but Americans are, we've, we've got our head up our ass. We don't want to open our eyes about what's going on in the world. We don't want to acknowledge what's happening or we don't want to, you know, recognize yeah. that you know there aren't boogeyman that you can't just quantify and say that's the bad person yeah the thing is, is like also there's like they have the the idea that they had like especially with this maximum pressure ideology that there was it's on iran with the, the i mean the, the fucking sanction the toenails as well as like everything every fucking like aspect of the and there was a senator that the reporter asked him was like is there any sanction you haven't done and he kind of paused and like smiled and it was like, no, <laughs> we ran out of sanctions. So the thing is like, they think it will work and trust if it was going to work, it would have worked by now. And the thing is, is like, there's a mentality like, oh, if we attack, there are people who are going to come on our side. That's something that they they need to understand regarding Iranians and their Iranian mentality. That I've this is just what I believe. I could be wrong. I could I could be proven wrong. I don't know if it when the push comes to shove and if there is actual war, Iranians will kind of war suddenly like unite again even if it has to be uniting with the opposition or whatever they have to, because they don't like an ex- outside interference because we've been interfered constantly for the past several years, several years for the past centuries, constantly being bugged with. So it's like, Oh, we're going to go and there's people going to come and join our cause. No, you're going to yep. go there and you're going to have the, everybody going to be like, Oh no, you get the fuck out. It's my problem. Get the fuck out. And, and as it should be, Right. It's not like Iraq, you see. Yeah. Uh, Iraq, people say Saddam Hussein was like this and that. The thing is, Saddam Hussein really knew how to rule that as much corrupted he was, as bad as he was. Iraqis' mentality, they're a little bit more bloodthirsty. There might be a little bit more. I should I put it without being very offensive, but <laughs> oh no, come on, be offensive. <laughs> it's like the, the the thing is, is that Iraqis can be a little bit more primal. I don't know if that's the word. Yeah, that's uh, word. Primal or a little bit more extreme in many cases. They are far more extremists than Iranians. You see, that's why they can have their own. That's why they can kill and other their neighbors. That's why there's different militias just suddenly growing out of there because they have that background of the extremist background embedded in them. They can easily form, oh, now I'm the ISIS, now I am the Al-Qaeda, now I am this new group, now I am the other group, now I'm the PKK or whatever, whatever, whatever. There's a lot of factions in there. That's why they, when they attack, there's everything just fell apart. And now the guy was, uh, this diplomat was, Iraqi diplomat was saying, like, we had one Saddam and one Iraq. When Saddam is gone, we have multiple Saddams. Yep. Saddam's mentality was like, you listen to me. Oh, you don't. Oh, I'll kill you all. 
extreme but it the country was like it, works. I, it <laughs> for iraq it worked the thing is like he managed to keep uh, the economy was growing the my i have i know a iraqi uh, medic here i think he was in iran iraq as well war as well here in asia and he was saying is like my education was free the money was good there was corruption there was a th- the, the corruption was bad like you couldn't own a car on unless you check to see the ubay the son of the uh, saddam ha- if he hadn't had it you couldn't have a new car once he had that car then you're allowed to have it like it was that bad <laughs> but he, like it was really that bad like there was a guy who imported a mercedes that ubay didn't have and Ube came around and said, okay, here's three Jaguars that I have, or here are three Hummers. Give me the Mercedes. Or if you say no, he'll kill you. <laughs> so it was- At least yeah. he's offering a trade. <laughs> yeah, it was a fair trade, but he said like everything, education was free, food was good. I could go travel. I was respected somewhat. There was the terror of like, what would the sons do or the police would do, but it was nothing compared to what happened now, what yep. we have now. So, but it's not the, you know, we've, we've seen this same kind of thing play out throughout other countries as well. I mean, same thing happened in Afghanistan when we go in and we, we obliterate the country, we remove the infrastructure, we divide the people, you get them fighting for years between the US and the Russians to like a linchpin. Um, same thing in Iraq, you know, with the, the heavy sanctions that cost hundreds of thousands of lives, women and children that we, we against Iraq, so uh, yeah I, i'm right there with you if if i had political sway yeah um, my my vote would be get the hell out of these other countries if they want to have a religious theocracy or if they want to have a, a marxist system or you know they want to be communist let them be what they want to be it's there we have no right we have no basis to interfere but what's happened now is that you've got this big intelligence political machine that's that's grown up which is able to drum up charges and not have to justify them. Yeah. Um, you go back to the Iraq War and and uh, or you know uh, weapons of of mass destruction, right? Or incubator babies or all this other bullshit that they used to justify a war. And, and of course, from an America, we're America. We got to go in and save people. It's like no, no. This is this is the intelligence community drumming up reasons to go into these countries. And and why are they doing that? Because yeah. there, there are other things. There are lobby, there are lobbyists. There are political factors that are pushing them to do these things, yeah. for resources, for control of a region. Strait of Hormoz is a hugely significant region of control. It's not, it's not any question why people are so focused on it. I mean, you're talking about moving almost a quarter of the world's oil through that tiny little narrow strait on a daily basis. It's not shocking that why everyone's got their eyes on Iran, and I think they're having problems justifying it. But in the end, they will find a way to justify it. They'll come up with some bullshit thing to say that, hey, we, we've got to come in, we've got to install a puppet, you know, whatever it takes. It's, yeah, uh, good it's luck like with a, that. <laughs> it's like a foregone conclusion. This is this is how this stuff works. And if it's not the U.S. trying to do, it's going to be Russia and China exerting forces and pressure. So it's. It, Iran is in an unfortunate position, geographically significant and pinned between a couple of pissing dogs trying to trying to get it. chunks of it, really. The what was it? The uh oh, damn it, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I talked too long, my bad, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was my bad. It's okay. 
yeah well whatever happens to iran is gonna happen i'm pretty sure the iran the uh, palestine israel situation currently might have some might give them enough cause i don't know something is gonna happen come out of that i don't see a light coming out of it i was just reading stories dirty i I like to go bounce between fox and abc and all these other different you know political opinion pieces but they're already drumming up support they're like you know is iran conspiring with hamas to inflict conflict in israel yes right yeah exactly with rockets and shit like that so it's this is called false flags and and our government has been doing every most of our governments have been doing this for a long time you know yeah they 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 drum up the the cause to rally the people they present a problem they try to control the reaction and they deliver a solution we'll go in and we'll help them have a democratic government because that's what they want yeah no they want you to fuck off and leave them alone um they're iran is a young I believe the population, if I remember correctly, is, is mostly a young, well-educated population, hardworking people that they can handle this shit if other people get the fuck out of the way. You know, it, they now they're need... doing that. Now, the second I saw that, I was uh, especially Hamas showed a new rocket that they had that could go like, I don't know, uh, 200, 250 kilometers or some shit like that. I think I was like, ah, shit, we're going to mm. that that. It's on us. It's most probably on, and we might most probably be like supplying it to them. I don't. I can't. Like I, the thing is, is like Iran's military is weak. So the only way they could do is through proxy, and yeah. that's the only way they could do. It. So I don't blame it on that. But the thing is, blame that action. I would do it if I was the leader. I'd be like, all right, we we need to work with whatever we got, and this is what we got. We don't have F-16s anymore. The good old days. We don't have those stuff but that's 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 what we got but the thing is like now that's going to be a new um factor regard to be placed on iran like they were already talking about wrapping up the jcpo the nuclear talks uh, in vienna they said like stop the nuclear talks um because iran is backing up hamas and everything i was like oh shit israel is also like doing like the Mm -hmm. it's all fucked up the thing is is like nobody says anything to it i I think most people aren't informed most people and they don't want to be it's too much you have to keep all of these moving pieces in your head you have to have a a context for how it all comes together you have to know the history behind it it's fucking exhausting trying to stay on top of it yeah and then you can like say like they're wrong and this is right and whenever you pick a side you're in a shit show you're like oh fuck sorry guys but both of them are equally like you know it's like both of them have done it for so long that I think like both of them have turned into villains now. I, yeah, I I don't think there's any blameless country out there, but it's the people that are suffering for it. And now that our, our votes and, you know, our voices, it's kind of not really being heard. Um, like it, if, as an example in our elections, you know, they're, they're saying that these are your options for the election. And, you know, I'm telling people I'm not voting because I don't agree with either one of those. And so the, the message is if you're not voting, you're part of, part of the problem. And I'm like, no. That's not true. I was like, you're you're presenting a failed solution and telling me that I have to consent to that solution. It's like coming to my door and say, do you want to get shot in the left leg or the right leg? I don't consent to get shot in either leg. It's a yeah. it's a bad option in either case. You know, I'll write in who I think should be president. Yeah. Bernie Sanders. Um, and <laughs> so, but you know, I love that guy. <laughs> I, Hey, it, it, what you, if you can say anything about the guy, he's got some kind of scruples. He's somebody who doesn't pander, at least for the most part. Like he 
he's got some kind of moral backbone. Um, And it's weird for me being a hardcore conservative in my youth and and kind of transitioning over to, hey, I think there is room for social programs. I think people should be entitled to an education. They should be entitled to health care, mental health care as well. Those those should be rights. For a country as powerful as U.S., I would have expected 99% of these problems to be gone. You see, it's like, like I would assume that the healthcare would be free. I would assume education somewhat would be free, but then I'm hearing like, okay, student loans and healthcare, every, every president that comes around, every election comes around, the candidates talk about free healthcare for everybody. And then they say, well, fuck off after that. <laughs> <laughs> Done. It's, it's a empty promise. Uh, actually, one of my jokes in the stand-up community that I live was regarding that. I said, the USA is a country that people keep blaming, keep screaming why they don't have a proper healthcare. And every candidate comes around and they say like, we'll give you a new healthcare. Yet the people really ignore that $80 million was given to two psychologists to come up with new methods of torture and the best they could come up with was hummus enema do you know what hummus enema do you know that i i know what i know those two words i've never u- heard them used in that context and god like i hope we haven't resorted to such uh it was. That, that seems like that's small thinking i could think of way better torture and i i, I would I, I think between you and me i think we could do much better and we could price it much cheaper i, I would settle for 20 mil i would settle for 20 million fuck it <laughs> Wait, what i'll do it over a weekend clamping? Yeah, what happened to like nipple or, or testicle clamps and car batteries? I mean, that works. I mean, there you go, man. You there know, you go. Give me a dildo and some barbed wire. I'll I'll get you. To- I'll get some torture. I'll confess right now for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna patent that idea. <laughs> but it was like a tr- I, I read the record that like 80 million dollars was getting to. I forgot the name of the scientist. You can just search it. This is the 80 million dollars was. Hummus enema that they enforce the they mix hummus with uh, spaghetti and some other stuff, and they would enema it into uh, Iraqi uh, captives and some of them famous Iraqi captives as well. That the that was a part of the torture, and it would cause what would they call it anal dehydration. And I was like. They were force feeding them. It was like $80 million. That? Wow. Because I, I guess, that they, sounds so fake. Is that real? I've, I've, you've got to send me the link after. I, I've got to read this. Somewhere. Fuck it. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'm, not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not fucking with you here, man. It was, I it's, couldn't it, believe it. I believe it. I believe it. That, that sounds like some of the ridiculous shit we would come up with. Let me, let me torture. Uh, the thing was that it was the beginning of trying to uh find ways to torture somebody without having a f- outer appearance to it like waterboarding was one of them gotcha one of the things that they came up with was like waterboarding that's nasty yeah at least five yeah cia report five detainees were subjected to extreme medical practices better known as nutrient enema as well <laughs> nutrient <laughs> enema <laughs> That's even worse. I have no response to that. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. All I know is I got in big trouble over Abu Ghraib. So, because, you know, I was still going through my training when that stuff happened and I chose the wrong time to play a joke. Um, you and, got and big so, trouble. 
well, trying to big trouble. I was in, um, I'm still in a training phase uh, of my military career. And, um, you know, what, what we used to do, sorry for all the military stories. Um, what we used to do when we liked our platoon sergeant, so the platoon sergeant's the, the person that kind of like, you know, they run, you know, the entire platoon, all the different soldiers. And, and sometimes you'd like your platoon sergeant, sometimes you wouldn't. But if we, you know, particularly liked a platoon sergeant, we'd do funny stuff for them because what they do on a regular basis is they'd come through and then check your rooms and make sure that everything's squared away. And if we, we had kind of started to get, got a feel for a platoon sergeant, thought we were cool, we'd start pushing the boundaries a little bit about what we could do. So me and my roommate, we would uh, dress up our room for inspection and we'd have, you know, all sorts of pornography posters all over the wall, like really grotesque pornography with like, you know, uh, tape covering like the naughty spots and stuff, just really funny, nasty, obscene stuff. And mm-hmm. so the next day in formation, the platoon sergeant would come out and be like, Davis, Cam, y'all are some nasty motherfuckers. Nobody <laughs> cares that you're into midget porn and sheep, right? <laughs> and everybody <laughs> bust out laughing, right? So fast forward maybe about a year. This is right around when Abu Ghraib's happening. And, you know, I was thinking, I was telling my, my roommate, I was like, hey, man, Sergeant Davis is cool. I want to do I want to do the room prank. I'm like, yeah, man, let's do it. So we went to the adult novelty store, and we bought all sorts of crazy crap. We went all out, right? I got like a big-ass dildo. I got lotion. I had an inflatable sheep. I had a Hello Kitty poster. I had Brad Pitt, who was like all like ne- naked and sweated up. Um, I had like a dancing monkey in the corner. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, we're standing out in formation that day and, and I'm thinking like, 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 you know, early, like during the day, I was all like happy about it. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. And then like, I started getting this feeling in my stomach, like, man, it don't feel right. Something feels wrong. Like, and I, I was asking my roommate, I said, Hey man, you, you feel a little bit weird. Like, you know, like maybe we went over the line a bit. He's like, yeah. All of a sudden, the door gets kicked open, and this line of like drill sergeants comes marching out. Like Davis Cam Post. Like, oh fuck! <laughs> and they come out with a trash bag, <laughs> and they dump all of our shit on the grass in front of two hundred people. You know, big ass floppy dildo and inflatable sheep. <laughs> pick up your shit, privates. So I pick up the sheep. I put it under one hand. I pick up the dildo. I got it in the other hand. <laughs> and they're like they're like making us do push-ups and sit-ups and like 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 do all these exercises in front of them and like you know I'm, I'm like scared but same time like i look over the drill sergeant and he's trying his best not to laugh while i'm like doing sit-ups and the dildos hit me in the face <laughs> he's trying so hard at it. he's like <laughs> do push-ups so like and and so like after all of that was over they did it for like an hour and so um i finally get marched in uh to the uh to, the, to talk to the commander and the commander's like what were you thinking? And I was like, I was thinking that Sergeant Davis is an awesome platoon sergeant and wanted Sergeant Davis to remember us. And he's like, he's like, well, there's a couple of problems with that. He's like, number one, Sergeant Davis is a female. So that's considered sexual harassment, what you did. And while she didn't, con- she didn't take it that way, uh. the Sergeant Major that was doing the walkthrough with her saw that shit and thought we were sexually harassing our NCO. And he's like, oh, and by the way, with this whole Abu Ghraib stuff and sexual harassment being like the number one thing everyone's talking about in this military. It's like, you just fucked up and now we have to make an example out of you. So that's the super long story of how I got in trouble because of Abu Ghraib, but it was totally worth it because before we left that station, that platoon sergeant took a picture of us with the sheep. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shit. Yeah. The balls on you though. Well, I thought we thought it was fun. We, it's 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 cool. There are cool parts to the military. I mean, you, you build a camaraderie and a friendship, and you get to meet people, and that part's cool. Um, 
but you know, there's bad parts too. Like you get indoctrinated, you, you forget how to think in the military. Like you literally forget how to think. Like you, you may be marching in formation and you know, or you not even in formation, they call you to formation and you just, your body just does it. You don't even think. Um, and I think that's one of the problems too, not even just it's with the military, but also with the American people is that we're in just kind of like this snap to think mode. We've been told what to think, what to, what to feel, who to, who not to question, who to question. Um, and we've forgotten those, and those are really valuable skills. You know, don't, don't believe just because some media outlet that you subscribe to says this is the story. Listen to it from both sides. Listen to Iranians. Like, you know, what's your perspective? Like, what do you think's going on? What are the things that you're angry about or that, you know, bother you instead of just eating up this crap that we're being served so that we fall in line and, you know, hold the flag up high and think that we're, you know, doing the right thing. Mm. Shit. By the way, the name of the psychologist, one of them, if you want to check him out, his name here, his name is James Mitchell. And yeah, James Mitchell. And he he has also a video on he's the guy who helped out CIA with another partner of this to come up with a whole sets of tortures that are technically not torture, you know. Making people like being in a different difficult positions, hummus enema, uh, waterboarding. Uh, I don't know if he came up with the the. I don't know. I think that that one is behind him. That one is another guy. Is the the this one is quite uh, familiar famous in Asia to torture people. They put a phone book on your back and they hit it with a hammer. Oof. So you won't really feel. You won't have bruises, but you will have the shock. So the pain yeah. distributes very quickly into you, but you won't have the marking of a hammer or anything. So yeah, Jesus. yeah. James Mitchell, he has an interview on the. Well, he, there's a paper on him also on WikiLeaks that the payment was made and how much they did. I think I really think like they went and snorted cocaine and banged a lot of hookers for a couple of days and they reached the deadlines like dude dude we gotta come up with something come <laughs> <laughs> like, a spaghetti asses yeah. <laughs> we, we, we're all set dude put it in our ass <laughs> when i looked up james mitchell my google the first thing that came up was hummus recipe hummus. <laughs> <laughs> i'm yeah. not eating that dude thomas i know where it's been yeah that one is an organically made human <laughs> human produced thomas jesus christ uh, yeah I can't believe that's an actual thing the fact that like that was the thing that was the joke is like you guys wasted 80 million dollars on this so you mm -hmm. wonder why the fuck you don't have a proper health care <laughs> it, it is insane jesus that 80 I, million dollars could have saved a lot of people's a lot of trouble that's that's probably not the worst of it i bet there's more oh there it the, the fucking is for sure <laughs> fuck man eh, well it's what it is and they're still using it they're still using it oh yeah <laughs> well, it, oh it's not disbanded dude uh, just because people were people uh, got shocked by it doesn't mean that they, it's not an effective method you would never see that in a movie though like you know the bad guy's never gonna threaten James to shove hummus of james bond's ass no you won't see the what's it called josh brolin from sicario bending somebody over putting a tube up their ass <laughs> you're not gonna like this it's spicy hummus it's spicy <laughs> <laughs> got your favorite meal curry powder <laughs> oh jesus yeah no so yeah it's 
I don't know. People find better ways to torture each other than fucking getting along with each other, I guess. That's <sighs> true. We need more dialogue. We need more people yeah. to need more people to to be willing to reconsider their position. Um you, you don't have to agree with what you hear. Just at least listen to it and think about what was said. The thing is, is like the I don't think it's like the World War Three when when it happens, which it's not. I don't think it's quite quite far away. I think after that, people might listen. Right now, it's all the philosophy of like I'm gonna make bigger guns than your bigger guns, and we're surveillancing each other a little bit too much. That's gonna be that's really the cause of the issue. I think it's like I know you're listening in the things I'm trying to do. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to gonna do the same. Now you have an F-16. Now I want to make an F-22. It's uh, mm -hmm. you make a rocket that is not traceable. So why did you make that? So I guess I have to make the rocket that is not traceable. So did you ever watch a movie? It's an old movie. So and you're probably too young to remember this movie. It's called Doctor Strangelove. Yes, um, love that him. Is a surprise. That is a surprisingly pertinent movie for this yes. day and age. Yeah. Um, and, and more people who haven't seen that should watch it. It's, uh, you know, I, I remembered watching it back in the day. And then one of my sons, or both my kids, they're film and TV majors. And he was talking mm -hmm. about that movie. And I was like, man, I watched that. And I thought it was stupid. And he's like, let's watch it again. And we watched it again. I was like, oh my God, this is just like right now. This is, <laughs> this is exactly. Awesome. <laughs> it's a freaking prophecy. <laughs> he saw it. He was true. And he really presented it as the thing is like he, nobody in that movie was really smart or sharp. Like it wasn't mm -hmm. a, nobody was really intelligent. Like even the guy who made the nuclear weapon or the he was nuts, the Nazi, just like all everybody were a little kooky, just like James Mitchell or Donald Trump. James or, Mitchell or Donald Trump, yes. Yeah, what's the the UK when um fucking Boris, Boris? Uh, Johnson? Yeah, Boris, you got the guy in Brazil. Um, shit. Oh, what is the Brazil? Brazilian president? Yeah, it's basically a Trump clone. Um, the name escapes me at the moment. I got to look him up. But anyway, you got this this whole um, breed of stupidity um, uh, of idiocracy that's that's built into our, our politics and, and the decision making. And yeah, we're and by by relative by arguably not really smart people. Bolsonaro. That was his name, Bolsonaro. Ah, uh, is that the horny guy who wrote the who had his name tattooed on the back of his wife's neck? I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know that. I, I think that might be him. Yeah, he wrote a poetry book called The Red or, or something. It's all about sex. I haven't <laughs> so, read that yet. No, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I want to hear that. Oh, it's a. It don't bother. It's horrible. <laughs> it's, like he wants to like present himself as a extremely passionate character and it's all comes out as like oh god you're horrible you're cringeworthy uh and he's uh he's like berlusconi of italy i don't know if you know berlusconi no yeah berlusconi, i don't think he's the prime minister anymore but he, he's the used to be the prime minister of italy and he like there are pictures of him in orgies 
uh, <laughs> like banging one girl after another and he can't like they say like he his dick just doesn't go down he's he needs to have sex all the time <laughs> so he's kind of like him and he's like presenting himself as this macho lover of like he knows the ways of love that nobody understands so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so standing erect for your president i understand that i could get behind that yeah it's <laughs> fucking Ital- italians are <laughs> even having it worse so that yeah that's that the yeah it's all like these weird guys that are not really necessarily intelligent making decisions that are not gonna amount to anything like anybody who's relevantly smart gets shot or dies before even has a chance to amount to anything in their life yeah it's uh it's moving people it's moving power around and uh it's it's scary what's happening and and how much how little we all care um but in this day and age it's it's so hard to pay attention like yeah half the stories you referenced tonight i I know a little bit about but not a lot and you know that's just a tiny piece of of all the stuff that's going on worldwide (laughs) fucking australia Um, where they were having orgies in the parliament really (laughs) oh you did oh that that's the recent news in the house of in, in in the in the place that they're supposed to be making decisions, they're they're doing they're fucking their secretary. There is it was weird. This oh, was like this let's was be two real months though. ago. But let's be real: if we were in Parliament in Australia, you'd be down. Yeah, actually. Be, yeah, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. the yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like fucking the heat and everybody's hot. And it's a yeah, you go. The, hey, let's go. <laughs> so, hey, Bill this? Clinton was doing it in the Oval Office, so that's nothing new to me. I mean, hey, I would have, like, why wouldn't you do it in Oval Office? I would pick somebody better than Monica Lewinsky, though. I mean, come on. He did fuck uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Okay, that that definitely. I didn't know that. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He flew him in. He flew her in. Private jet. Just, just for that. Just for, why, what, what, what else? <laughs> what else? I'm like, how do you how do you broach that topic? Like, you gotta have some big balls. To, like, Bill Clinton had balls, and I, I can imagine Look, him getting away Bill with that conversation. Bill Clinton was a charming motherfucker. Okay. And, I want you to fly down uh, and suck this presidential uh, staff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just, he was charming. He knew what to how to speak. He knew how to dress up. And he was very cool with Epstein. So I'm pretty sure that one very, very easily came about. For uh, God's sake, it's like, like you think, like, I was thinking, like, man, Middle East is very fucked up. You guys had a guy who had an island. <laughs> not off the coast of Manhattan who fucked kids <laughs> who used to like who president of the United States flew in on his uh, private jet who was called Lolita Express 27 times he had the, he used to fucking rape kids I mean god's sake man I that's another story I have not heard you haven't heard about Epstein Oh, I know about Jeffrey Epstein, um, but you're talking about Trump having. I, I know he flew out there, but I didn't know he was had a regular visit. Oh no, no, sorry, sorry. I was talking about Bill Clinton being close to him, not Trump. Uh, oh, uh, Trump was close to him as well because, like, uh, there were videos of him, and there were uh, like having they having a laugh on during a, some session. 
This yeah, was like that's... years ago before he becomes a president. And when Glenn Maxwell, he's Jeffrey Epstein's partner, was like being trialed, he said, oh, I wish her the best. They were like, he's, she's being trialed for pedophilia. Oh, I wish her the best. <laughs> Jesus. So it's, I was like going like, all right, so we're not the only ones that are fucked up here. You, you guys are having a guy who is like, has a, who they, to this day, they don't want to talk about how he killed himself if he killed himself which we all know he didn't no no i don't know what you're talking about yeah he locked himself in the cell yeah. epstein right yeah yeah definitely he, his jaw was cracked on seven different places and we found seven he stabbed himself 70 times in the <laughs> face before in he the back himself. in the back too like. in the back. <laughs> 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 uh, they raped seven people raped them before he died what are you talking about <laughs> it's the that guy is like the guy was a nobody knows he's a Mossad agent he was a what was he nobody can talk nobody talks about it he worked on high level shit you yeah. give me a bunch of topics to edify myself on this evening well Epstein Epstein was fascinating because it was scary for me I was going like yeah this is like that much power and it's curious you know what happens to you when you get that much money and power like how does that change you as a person like how does your how do your life goals how do your priorities change like when you can have anything you want right Epstein for my case I think he was a psychopath he was a well-functioning psychopath and uh, uh, he had the def- I don't know how true it is he had deformity and his dick uh, the guy asks him and if you can see it on YouTube the lawyer asks him is it true that you have an egg-shaped penis what the hell uh, an egg-shaped penis <laughs> yeah the that guy asking our bad and thing he, right and he he's asked, got like you know a bird egg or like an ostrich egg I mean that could be that could be bad but <laughs> that could be bad either you, way but... you could see the, the the it's on a part of his in I don't know if it's called interrogation or hearing I don't know what the, what you call that in a court system there but it's like him in a room with the, his lawyer and some other lawyers talking questioning him and the guy questions him he says one of your victims said you had an egg-shaped penis is that true a few of his victims apparently said a, a deformed penis and he kind of, he just like kind of looks and he like takes out the earpiece and like walks away, but he can't leave the room. He has to like sit back down. And, and the thing is that the reason I bring that up is that people like a lot of the serial killers, um, not all of them, but like who were into forcing themselves and raping and things as such all had the similar trait of actually having a deformed nether region or having a micro penis. I have not heard that either. So I've got Australian parliament. I've got egg penises. I've got, <laughs> um, what's his face? Uh, I've got uh, hummus enemas. I, I, you have given me a lot to catch up on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, fuck, man. Sorry about that. I feel bad. So, so be wary of any guy with an egg shaped penis. Egg-shaped penis or micro penis, because he might his inadequacy might actually force him to. I, I got that from Mindhunter. Uh, they were actually comparing real cases. Uh, they got it from the book, not the TV show. 
that uh, there were the detective was like the the real life detective from Quantico who started psychoanalyzing the people the the murderers. It was like oh, all of them like not all of them, but uh, some of them had the t- weird nether region, which really caused their ego to go apeshit. That is interesting. So Epstein, on that hand, was like at least he like forced himself of some of these girls. I was like, ah, okay, that guy, that guy was fucking nuts. There, there are hookers for that. I'm just saying, you yeah. know. It, it feels better if they resist. It feels better. <laughs> I'm pretty I sure you can pay for that too. I mean, I'm sure. Like, there's gotta uh, be options. I don't know, man. I don't know. It fucking sucks. But hey, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Hurley sucked Clinton's dick in the Oval Office and banged him on multiple occasions. I don't blame him. People are like, uh, John F. Kennedy used to do it before him. I'm pretty sure everybody used to do it. Come on. Oh, John had style, though. John was cool. He was like the last cool president. Really? You think so? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Well, but then again, he was before my time, right? And, and maybe yeah. I just like him because he, I share my birthday with his death day. So, um, oh, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, <laughs> Mr. President. <laughs> no, I, I liked him because of the whole Northwoods incident. And um, uh, he, he just seemed like a, an interesting, like, oh, okay, fine. He couldn't keep it in his pants. But I mean, that's not exactly shocking. If you're in a position of power, I mean, I think a lot of us would, would have a little issue if people were throwing it your way. Yeah. Just left and right. I could, I could give him a pass on that. But yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's just been, it was a shit show before that too, though. So, yeah, um, fucking can't at least blame based it. on what I read. Yeah. Hey, what's the point of having power if the girls are not throwing themselves at you and you're not fucking exactly. banging away? <laughs> I can't believe Trump still got elected when they, they got him on tape saying that thing. He's like, yeah, I just go up to a girl and grab her by the pussy. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, that's your president. And like, it's so funny. His conservative base is so religious and like, they just don't listen to that or they just don't hear that or it's, it's I, so strange it will the thing is is like people really manage to pass it off as guy talk guy talk people uh, i feel like people pass it as that i think that's how it happens like eh, you know he was like he was with his buddy in the bus and they were like yeah fuck it grab it by the pussy you know everybody talks like that when they're together which i still think to my so my friends like saying you grab a girl by the pussy is a very strange way of putting it that that is i don't even go for the handshake i just go straight for the snatch grab i mean that's yeah. that's a weird way to mm. <laughs> I, I don't Break think the ice <laughs> i don't think i'm gonna have enough money to, to be able to try that no i don't think so even the, like no matter how charming and handsome you would be if you start your opening starter would be hey how's it going sister <laughs> uh, i wish it was i wish i could though i i would i would appreciate that kind of handshake but no, yeah no. <laughs> how about the hello first man how about a kiss <laughs> it's just how about you buy me dinner at least one wow. brother i already taken too much of your time just oh, wanted to add, 